0: Welcome to CIR Realty Business Mastery, where we present on topics that will help you build a successful real estate business. While you're here, be sure to subscribe to not miss any new episodes, as well as leave us a five-star review. That'll help others discover us too. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey everybody, I want to take you through a few things and just talking about what it might look like when uh, the mortgage deferrals and CERB programs end. We've been getting this question a lot from clients and from agents, so I just wanted to kind of run through some research that I've been doing. Um, I want to preface this with anything can happen in real estate. Uh, The pandemic has proven this, so we're not fully sure what will happen. I'm far from an expert on the economic cycles and and that sort of thing, but I came across some interesting research that I thought you might find interesting. So I guess I want to start with, um, if you guys recall back on March 25th, I I sent out a a report that compared financial sales and listing inventory to the three previous crashes. So I want to show you a quick graph that I did. And this is outlining last year and this year's numbers. Now, forgive the the actual Excel sheet because I didn't have a lot of time to put together something nice and fancy. But you can see last year's activity rose and and fell with normal market cycles. And then January, February, and March would have ended up here, uh, but we were on our way to normal market activity increased over last year. And then um, March and April hit and sales volume took a dive, which was fully expected. Um, we did see some pretty big spikes coming back out of that in the sales and, and the listing inventory is balanced off, which has helped pricing stabilize. I actually highlighted over here, uh, since the start of the pandemic prices were falling and we really seem to bottom out in Calgary. Now I, I should have mentioned this. I had to use CREB data because they have the most data available to compile. Um, so this is CREB data. Um, outside the city, they, we have seen similar trends, but I just wanted to make you aware this is CREB data. So price volumes really hit bottom in, in June, and then we've seen July and August, and we're on our way with uh, September as well for uh, price increases on, on the benchmark price. So just wanted to kind of go over this. September's projected numbers, uh, lower listing volumes and, and higher sales, just based on what we've been seeing for the, through the first three weeks of the month. So after that, um, the one thing I I do want to say is that the one thing that we could never have projected when we were looking at these numbers um, and comparing them to years past was the fact that we got a ton of free money from the government and we got mortgage deferrals. So I'm going to be using my notes quite a bit because there is a lot of numbers here and I don't want to mess any up. But um, the biggest thing, as of September 16th, there was $77.99 billion in free money paid out from um, insured benefits, which is enormous. And then as of September 10th, there was almost 1 million mortgage payments that were deferred, or roughly 760,000 mortgage holders across Canada deferred their payments. This has caused concern as to what will happen when these payments end or deferrals um, cease. So I wanted to start by looking at what mortgages... Typically look like mortgages and arrears typically look like. So an interesting, an interesting um, article or, or stat that I tend to follow is the the Canadian Canadian Banking Association uh, runs these numbers and shows us what the mortgages and arrears uh, look like. So uh, the last time a recession hit in Canada, the mortgage and arrears hit 040 percent. Uh, this year, they're actually anticipating that to double to .80% across this, this time. Now, I think this is a really fascinating number because, um, uh, in Canada, we've never really exceeded that 1%. And even in Alberta, we've, we've never really exceeded that 1% in mortgage in and arrears. Now, the definition of mortgages and arrears is 90 days without payment. And then they would start going into that foreclosure process. So I think it's really important to understand how when we do hit these cycles where there's a lot more uh, mortgages and arrears or foreclosures coming on, it's still less than 1% of mortgages held in uh, the province. So going back to this spreadsheet, I just wanted to kind of show you over the last couple of years, we've really hovered around in this are a burden numbers. We've hovered around 0.23 to 0.24% uh, mortgages and arrears. Um, In the 2008 financial crisis, and you guys on your own time, I can send out links to this if you guys are are really interested, but you can see even going back to 2009, they've tracked this back to 1990, um, but even in the 2008 mortgage financial uh, crisis, or sorry, the financial crisis uh, across the world, um, the mortgages and arrears across the province were at 0.20 and then slowly rose to a peak of January 2011 at 0.84% 0.84 mortgages and arrears. I know these numbers are boring, but I really wanna hit home the fact that through some of the worst economic crisis that we've had, it got as high as 0.84%. Going back as far as 1990, mortgages and arrears have never exceeded 1% in Canada or Alberta. And looking back to this year in March, we were uh, sitting at 0.51% mortgages and arrears across the province. So that's interesting. But then I took a deeper look into what the Bank of Canada is looking at. And they say that the pandemic uh, actually aligns closer to a natural disaster than a recession. they say that the natural disasters are the key feature shared by natural disasters and pandemics is a sudden stop of economic activity caused by a shock that is unrelated to economic factors. In this case, it was the public health crisis. So that's where it's very different from the 2008 recession because there was underlying global economic symptoms that created a prolonged recession in 2008. So, I'm going to show you what the Bank of Canada has uh, compared to the uh, forest fires in Fort McMurray, because this is what they were using as kind of a, a projection model. So you can see in 2008, when the uh, fires, the wildfires hit, um, or sorry, it was 2016 when the wildfires hit, and they're comparing it to the 2008 recession, is the yellow line. It really spiked, and then it was settled within a 10-month period where the recession rose gradually and then maintained for a longer period of time. So that bodes well for us in pandemic situations because we had the the massive impact that um, really had a a quick uh, adjustment to the economic uh, situation. They're also talking about the amount of EI recipients, which was uh, much greater and and that was a a result of um, the fires, but then it wasn't as prolonged. It still had some lasting effects because there had to be infrastructure that was built and and, um, they just had to rebuild the town. And and so it took a little bit of time to get uh, back to work, but they really, the peak of it was fairly abrupt. Now, What does the Bank of Canada uh, think that recovery looks like? Uh, The disasters tend to be localized and pass relatively quickly. Um, They're also associated with that uh, infrastructure that needs to be rebuilt. So there's a little little bit of prolonged activity. Um, This rebuilding process can begin relatively soon after a disaster has occurred, uh, and then that'll contribute to the broader economic uh, recovery. Uh, The difference now is that the aftermath is much more uncertain with COVID. We really don't know how long or if there's uh, another wave, uh, what shutdowns look like. We know different provinces are handling different things, but the biggest factors that they're considering as far as if households can weather these storms are the financial health of a household when the shock began we all know that we might be a little bit more challenged in other provinces um, as a result of the downturn in oil in that case, but um, the effectiveness of policy and the actions of bridging that road to recovery, and then the speed of which the labor market recovers. Um, when we take a look at the, I'm gonna scroll down here because I think this is also interesting, is that they show what, um, many mortgage holders have as far as a financial buffer. So how many months a a mortgage owner or holder can actually go without uh, having any employment uh, and using their liquid liquid assets? The median is 9.6 months of a mortgage holder being able to last just about 10 months without having, um, while we're going through all of these downturns. So the low point is actually two months. So using these financial buffers, they simulated what it would look like um, if they had not put in these deferral payments. And they're actually saying that the peak without deferrals would be 1.29% of mortgages and arrears uh, as soon as November of this year by putting in the deferral payments and allowing that catch up period for people to get back to work or um, not having the financial pressure of a mortgage payment, they're saying that that's actually gonna push back the peak to uh, spring or the end of second quarter, call it June uh, of uh, next year, 2021, and it'll hit a height of 0.53%. So I thought that that was pretty interesting. the second quarter recovery will really rely heavily on our labor markets and the unemployment rate. Uh, my biggest takeaways from all of this information, and I'll put some of this into the, the weekly review uh, coming up on Wednesday, So, and I'll include some links so that everybody has it. I think it's important to know where to get these resources. But my biggest takeaways is that our lending institutions are acting very financially responsible. Um, They're not intending to create chaos in the markets, and they've got a track record of doing it. They've handled it ever since the 80s, and um, our Canadian financial institutions have actually done a really good job at helping us weather these storms. Um, I also think that with the median uh, financial buffer for mortgage holders um, going to uh, uh, just under 10 months, these deferral programs are going to let most people catch their breath before they have to get back into the payments. So um, I thought that was a really interesting number. Even if the lower end is two months, you're getting six months window uh, on your mortgage payments. So I think that in the end it will help people kind of get their feet under them before the, the payments are, are due back. Um, and then with the unemployment rate spiking in May and June, it hit 15.5% across the province, and it's currently sitting at 11.8%. Uh, so it's been dropping. People are getting back to work. That's going to be a really important trend to watch just to see how quickly people do get back to work, which uh, once their payments are, are over, it's going to really motivate people to get back into the workforce as well because right now a lot of people are, are making as much or or close to as much on the serb payments as they would be by getting back to work so um, there's a lot of different factors there, but I think it, the most important thing that we can be watching is the unemployment unemployment rate and uh, in the long run the the moves that the government has been making for the deferral or the not the government the lending institutions have been making for the uh, deferrals is really going to benefit us and I don't think we're going to see the fallout that some of us may have be anticipating as a result of the deferral payments, but uh, um, time will tell. So all of that information, I'm gonna put into Wednesday's uh, weekly showing report as well as the market review and uh, hopefully it's helpful. Hopefully it'll give you information to talk to your clients about. I know there's a lot of boring numbers in there and I probably didn't do it justice, but wanted to give you a little bit of a glimpse of the research that I've been doing and I'll send out the links, but. Hope you guys have a great week and we will see you next week. That's all we have for you today. And thank you so much for giving us your time and tuning in. Don't forget to like CIR Realty Business Mastery on Facebook and to follow us on Instagram. Take care, everyone.